Welcome to Podcasting for That Reasons, where ABC brings the drama. And we are continuing to bring you this new analysis. Hey, everyone. I'm Ren Mardia. My name is Brennan, and welcome back to another uh, episode. I was going to say amazing episode, but at this point, it's just an episode. Uh-huh. Yeah. There like, was... Chill out via text last night. I was telling you I was done. I'm telling you that I'm bored. I wonder how many of you out there are feeling the same. Or maybe you're living your best life going to the prom. A random prom that was just tossed in to make three hours of television. I will say that there was an aggressive amount of tweets last night about how they definitely could have edited this into two hours. Honestly. There was no need for this to be three hours. There was absolutely, absolutely times 20 no need for this to be three hours. But it's like they they really want to keep, like they want to wrap it up so they didn't make it. They either could have made it two hours last night or they could have given us two hours here, maybe two hours next week, maybe three hours next week, but do the after the island rose or something. It, it is three hours next week too. Uh, yeah, I found that out when I was watching the freaking previews and yeah. falling asleep. And I was like, oh, dear goodness. But next week is the last week. Yes, next week is the next week is the finale. Do you know if they are doing the after after special? So it's like maybe two hours and then the after. They used to. I would hope so, but with COVID, yeah. it's so hard to tell with everyone having to quarantine again. I know that's why I'm like, there has to be. But yeah, last night's episode did not need to be three hours. They they could have turned last week and this week into four hours very easily. Hmm. It just would have, it just could have been done. But yeah, because of it, I am blatantly aware of my my growing um, frustrations, my beachy frustrations. But totally, you, totally. I'll chill out and I'll let the show speak for itself and try to have fun. Well, we start the episode where we left off last week. Aaron and Ivan nose to nose. For the most part, Ivan being slightly shorter than Aaron. Yes. Uh, saying a lot of words to each other, but then nothing actually really coming of it. Yes. Okay. Uh, this is where also, like last week, I made the mistake of missing the first portion of the show and then forgetting to go back and watch it. So our beloved Brendan is going to walk me through, along with you guys, what happened. And I'm going to Honestly... React. In a few weeks, this is just going to become Brendan recapping it for Ernie and everyone else. That's the path we're headed down. Where I'm the only one going to be watching the episode. It's only happened twice, all right? I In a row. Episode. It's only happened twice. In a row. I had a phone call, okay? You're right. I, I forgot. You're, you're, you're she, Beth is so busy. You're right. Okay, listen, she called me. I thought something was wrong, okay? I, 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 was putting, I was putting Beth before the beach, okay? And that's not acceptable. And then I wish, I wish I had seen this beginning part. I wish. It's on my TV right now, you guys. But I don't have time to watch a half hour of drama. So don't worry. I'll hop back into the recap. <laughs> uh, they angrily yell at each other for a while. And then Aaron and James walk away. Aaron and James debrief each, with each other. And Aaron then, and James are so in love with each other. They're the island romance. Yeah, 
And then Ivan, Riley, and Noah are together. Okay. So they're basically at this point just broken up by season. Okay. The two remaining people of Katie's season in one camp and the three remaining men of Tasha's season in the other. Okay. This is because I know last week we lo- we left where, you know, um Aaron's yelling some ridiculous things at Ivan. Ivan's trying to egg him on. I'm like, Ivan, where is the spiciness coming from? What's going on? What brought in the newfound Ivan energy? What the heck happened? As we discuss, as we will discuss later, desperation. That's what brought in this new Ivan. My Ivan has never been this far behind the eight ball, maybe in his entire life. You're right, because on Claritatia's season, he like he was what third third runner up. Yeah, yeah. So, he started strong on the beach. hmm Anyway, he started strong. So, uh, so okay. James and Aaron come back to the rest of the guys. James, try, James tries to settle things down between Ivan and Aaron. The rest of the guys try to, while obviously having their side, having their person's back, try to calm things mm-hmm. down. And then this is where things started to get out of hand. Not out of hand in terms of violence, but in terms of narrative. Ivan lets us know that he, Ivan tells everyone there that Chelsea initiated their conversation. Bold face lie. Yes. And I, I'd like to point out that while the guys are around this table, everyone else is easily within hearing distance. Okay. So everyone but Chelsea, the only person who can back this up what happened right is within hearing distance of this discussion where Ivan's saying like I don't know what you want me to do Chelsea wanted to talk to me what am I supposed to say tell her no and then Aaron just keeps saying you lied to my face because you told me you weren't going to go after you weren't going to try to take someone's rose and then you tried to take my rose uh huh so that seems to be Aaron's problem is that Ivan's lying a liar mm-hmm. what he doesn't know is that he's at this point a double liar because lying about his intentions and also lying about how it happened it is amazing to me that he he did this okay so Donde I saw Chelsea though why I Chelsea- don't know if she's getting ready if she's doing interviews or what but what basically what happened was people like Ivan and they think Aaron's a little a little short-tempered. A little much. A little much, which she is. So mm-hmm. everyone immediately was like, Aaron just needs to relax. Ivan's doing nothing wrong. Yeah, everyone loves Ivan. Yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't until Chelsea returned from wherever she was that she went to go uh, talk to her, her, her girls and got the real story. At this point, mm-hmm. we get a... A rewind from the from the video. They they played the tape. Oh, okay. I love when they roll the tape. They rolled they now they rolled the tape just to us. Obviously the beach didn't see the tape. Obviously. They weren't like sit down guys. So they they wheel like a cart and they're like, here's the security footage. But uh Chelsea Chelsea talks to the girls, tells them like, no, Ivan Ivan asked to talk to me. 
And everyone's like, well, that's not what Ivan said. And then Ivan goes, and then Chelsea goes to talk to Aaron, who's understandably upset about what happened. Mm-hmm. Then she tells Aaron what happened. Aaron's okay now, but now she has to go talk to Ivan. I'm confused. So Chelsea and Ivan, were they friends beforehand? Because when they were talking, she called them up. They were homies last week. And it seemed like they had been friends outside of Paradise before, maybe. It, there was probably there's probably chatting, but I don't think that they, they or they might have even hung out because they're both. I mean, Ivan spent a lot of time in New York mm-hmm. with Riley and Ed and them, so they probably met up. Yeah, yeah. Okay. After after, after the filming. Yeah, because when she said we're homies, but then she was like, "Sorry, my bad. I didn't mean to immediately friend zone you." You know. Right. Okay. So right. Ivan Ivan gets confronted. He he basically just like uh baffles over all his words, clearly flustered at being confronted about his lies, and then eventually admits that he lied. So he lied about Chelsea coming up to him, but then he did he so did he say that she actually just liked him? He he didn't really, once he had been caught, mm-hmm. he didn't really have a whole lot. Like, what was that conversation between him and Chelsea like? Uh, she trying to get him to say that he lied, him dancing around the subject and then saying that he lied and then it was mm. over. Okay. Lying's not a good look on anyone, Ivan. I did see on Instagram um, people calling him Liven. <laughs> That's funny. That's good. And then we... And then we just cut straight to the rose ceremony, which inexplicably went from the middle of the afternoon to night. Okay, that's what I was wondering, too, because by the time I tuned back in, it was nighttime, and the end of all of this was wrapping up. And I was like, how long was this argument? Not that, was- I, I don't know what happened, but they all came back in the dark. Okay, so they've cleared up the Chelsea-Ivan-Aaron lie. Yes. Okay, it's cool. Everyone so everyone at this point knows what happened, and everyone is like, Ivan's kind of sketch right now, which is basically okay. what I tweeted, that Ivan was pretty sketch right now. Gotcha, gotcha. I didn't understand any of this. And then, so we start the rose ceremony. Wells, a uh, temporary host and apparently now camp counselor, is forced to step in and do his best Chris Harrison impression. He, he says, was doing pretty good last night. Yeah, he, he did was good. Doing pretty good last night. I'll he did good. He uh, he says that there was some things that happened at the hotel that need to be handled. Ivan, can I speak to you? And they went down to the beach, sat on some chairs, and chatted. And he's like, "So this was never mentioned with the previous argument." No, this never came up. Not, the only reason anybody knew any any of us knew what was happening was because it was on the preview from next week, from last right. week. Okay. Okay. Ooh. So they, so Ivan and Ivan and Wells go down to the beach. Uh, everyone's very confused at what happened. Uh, they immediately start. Basically, they look to Noah, who was mm-hmm. Ivan's roommate at the at the hotel. Whether Noah knew something or not, he was keeping his mouth shut. Okay. At least to the cast. 
Yeah, that's well, that's good. I like I like when people. He was just can't. looking around like I, I don't know, but like he was like mm-hmm. he, I think he knew more than he was saying he knew. Yeah, because there was he a, just didn't want to be a narc. He was there was the sly Noah smile. Yeah, like a, a little bit of a smirk. Hmm. So they start chatting, and basically what Wells says was, "I know what happened." Are you going to admit that you what happened, or am I going to have to tell you what happened? Wait, seriously? So he didn't even like ask what the details were. He was just like, he was like, "Look, Ivan, I have he 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 did this not as a parent, I think, but more like an older brother who was like forced yeah. to be in charge." He's like, Man, "So, but he I, didn't say anything about what it was. He was just like, listen, I know what's up.'" He said, yes. "I know the details, but do you want to tell me what happened?" And do you want to tell the cameras? But yes. <laughs> More, more definitively, what it sounds like was that Ivan was in his room, a producer, either intentionally or unintentionally, because there's some sketchiness about how this actually happens if it's not meant to happen, Mm -hmm. leaves her phone in Ivan's room open with the room assignments available. Hmm. Okay. He takes this opportunity to scan the room assignments Says he does not keep looking, just sees what's available to him. I feel like this was a test. This was a trap and Ivan failed. I feel like he was. Nick and his two guests, Bree and Kit, seemed seemed like this is a little weird for this to be happening like this. Right. That is too. And what producer got like fired for leaving her phone like that? That That producer probably got a raise and at least a, I mean, at least a bonus she he or she is lucky i mean if they if we weren't looking for such drama they'd be like oh girl you like lo- you left all the secrets all the secrets chris harrison's like the money in, um, in chris harrison's severance package could have been out like <laughs> right he so he he gets he sees the room assignments finds the girl that he's been waiting for which was Alexa from Peter Weber's season. Is she okay? Is she the bisexual? Yes, from Chicago. Because okay. I originally said that it was Deandra. I thought it was Deandra, and then I was like, no, it's not her. <laughs> I believe I that she was the esthetician. Yes. Okay. Okay. Because I remember struggling to say her her job title. Yes, we struggled. <laughs> We've we very much struggled with that back back then. Yeah. Okay. So he was there for Alexa. Yes, Yes, Ivan was there for Alexa, saw the room assignment, and I believe because he knew he was going home and had no connections on the beach. Mm -hmm. Because he had, remember, he was left by Kendall last week. Yeah. Left by Jacinia, left by Kendall. Yes. Storm comes and presents him an opportunity. Yes. And I believe he takes that opportunity, goes and finds Alexa... They have a they have a good conversation in her room, and he does this thing with Chelsea because he now he now thinks that he has a reason to stay, and is now making a play for a rose. Oh, oh! I believe that's what he what happened. He was not making a play for a rose until he had until he had a reason to. Okay, and so that makes sense because then that's why he obviously, because there's no really, really no reason for him to have walked up to James and Aaron and be like, 
I don't have any connections, but I'm not trying to steal anybody's rose, aka I'm gonna try to steal somebody's rose in three, two, one. Like he yeah. didn't even have to say that. Yes. He could have went up to Chelsea. Okay, so he was looking for a reason to stay. Your theory is he's looking for a reason to stay so that Alexa can walk down the stairs and they can continue with what they had going from the hotel. Yes. Gotcha. He he admits he was wrong, apologizes for circumventing the system, and he and then Wells asks him if he would like to go. Go. He he tells Wells basically what he said was. You're going home. Would you like to tell the group what you did or would you like me to? Oh, man. He decides that he will. And he goes up. Uh, he he suggests that he and Alexa did nothing but talk. But, I mean, who knows? Right. He, he, mean, he, apologizes, so. he apologizes to Chelsea for what he did. And then he tries to tell us that if Chelsea had offered him the rose, he would have said no, which is is obviously a lie because if you were if you were gonna say no, then you wouldn't have tried you wouldn't have kissed her. Right, exactly. Ivan was upset that his good boy image had been double tarnished in a matter of moments or an afternoon. Because so that's good boy number two down. Original good boy. No, I, I don't. Do I like Ivan? Do I believe what Ivan did was right? No. But this is nowhere near. Oh, right. That's true. That's true. Okay. He, I will, will say, yeah, you're right. It's it, not. Everything, everything he did since Kendall left was all in desperation. Mm-hmm. And desperation drives us to take desperate measures. Because I think that he, I think he and Kendall were on the same page where they weren't going to get engaged. Mm-hmm. But they oh, were both God. hoping to find somebody. Mm-hmm. So I think he, well, he's in a perfect. Placeholders. If Kendall does not have a breakdown seeing Joe and Serena together and she stays, we don't have a different view of Ivan. Because he just goes with Alexa when she comes down. Mm-hmm. Assumingly with McKenna later. Okay. Yeah. You know, I could have seen Ivan and McKenna. Maybe? From the from the people that he's formed connections with, the ex, except for Kendall, which doesn't really have any explanation, there seems to be... So far, at least a presence of melanin in each of the each of his choices. <laughs> okay, yeah, you're right. You're right. I mean, Tasha, Jasenia, Alexa. Yeah, you're right. A presence of melanin. <laughs> he likes brown girls. <laughs> he likes people of color. Yes. Hilarious. And then my we get my favorite part of the episode, where Riley. <gasps> Okay, this is where I came back. This is where in. you saw then. Okay. Yes. Riley King Riley, man. He's he he tells he tells uh he does his goodbye to Ivan and then tells us like I expected more out of him. This is not how we act. Yeah, I, like so. I this is the moment where I hung up the phone. I see Ivan self eliminating, driving away or riding away in the van, 
And then I see uh, Riley being like his big brother-esque attitude, you know, of yeah. um, integrity and morality. Um, he He's crying, basically, you know, or tearing up. And he's like, man, I'm just so disappointed in Ivan. Man, he's like, I fought for that dude. I went to bat for that dude. I think it was a combination of disappointment in Riley's behavior, but mm-hmm. also disappointment in allowing Ivan to trick him into thinking that he had been the good guy and Aaron mm-hmm. was just a crazy hothead. Yeah. He's like, I trusted that you. That is so manipulative. Though, tr- I trusted you because I had your back and you made me look foolish. Yeah. Unlike yes. Aaron, unlike Aaron and James, who James told us, uh, I have Aaron's back no matter what, wrong or right. <laughs> I'm just like, that's exactly what I would expect out of James and Aaron. Right. They're like, we're bros. Bros for life. Right or die. But not, but not the right kind of bros. Right. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Those two. But, yeah, Riley, I saw, um, oh, I don't remember. I don't think I shared it, but I had seen something on Instagram yesterday that said um, Riley and Aaron's. Uh, or not Riley and Ivan's departure. Um, or Riley's reaction to Ivan's departure was more emotional than anything that happened in like the last yeah. couple of weeks. They were like, yeah. Yeah, we felt. <laughs> it was, it was really, it was really emotional in a sense of just like, I could tell Riley was going through a lot of emotions in that situation. Yeah. He was disappointed. He was frustrated. He was embarrassed. Yeah, I would be. I yeah. mean, I would definitely feel a certain way if I, like, very publicly and vocally uh, chose to defend someone and then found out. That's such a manipulative move, though, man. But props to Ivan for uh, pulling one out of the bag yeah. that almost, I mean, he really convinced people. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And then we, after this goes, after things settle down, we head straight into the rose ceremony. We have oh, Serena's we rose. rose ceremony. Serena's rose to Joe, Abigail's to Noah, Marissa to Riley, Mari to Kenny, Becca to Thomas, Chelsea to Aaron, Natasha to Ed, and then Tia to James. I love the emphasis on Natasha to Ed. <laughs> right. A combination <laughs> of. Consciously let out there. I just can't. So we sent uh, Blake, I don't care, Dr. Joe, which made me a little sad, and Damar, who, like, really never had a shot. Right. Damar has a great personality. He really could have shown if he had arrived earlier. Yes. Clearly, Blake, like, he's Tatty Daddy, but I don't think he has a personality to keep this beach alive. His personality is Tatty Daddy. Yeah, like, that's it. And it's like, okay. He looks so heartbroken, which um, I did see some comments on social that was saying, um, like, people were wondering if there was more to Tia and Blake's relationship than what we had seen. Because for us, as the viewer, it seemed like she went on a date with him, she liked him, and then all of a sudden she's like, I need more from you, you know? But it was, like, people were like, maybe they hang out more, they probably hung out more, spent more time. I think that there is pretty obvious indications that they at least chatted yeah. Before arrival, because otherwise, much like who Chris who Alana who mm-hmm. Blake who, right? For someone yeah. to be interested I, I, in Blake coming down, they yeah. had to have had to, they've had to have talked before. 
because otherwise no one knows who the frick you are. Yeah, because didn't she say that she was hoping that he was going to be yeah. there? And I was like, how do you hope that somebody's going to be there that don't, nobody remembers? <laughs> I, I talked about him. I said his name. And you're yeah. like, I don't know who you are, bro. That's what, like, when we talked about this, because you remembered the last names. Because I was like, oh, wait, I remembered Blake Moines. And then you said there were two Blake M's. But so I remember exclaiming that he was hot. But then I completely, all of his hotness and all of his glory completely deleted from my brain. Yeah, because he left really early and at that point became useless. <laughs> Lack of a better word, you are correct. I mean, he, he didn't bring anything to the table because no. the, he didn't last long enough to. Uh, Sign R.I.P. Teddy Daddy. R.I.P. to Teddy Daddy. Uh, we've already talked about him too much. Uh, mm-hmm. We start the next day. Uh, it's time for things to start getting serious on the beach. We're in the last few days. And what better way to start the final days of our journey than our new celebrity guest host who has been there the whole time and it's Wells. Yeah. And, like, I love, like, are you guys ready to meet your, your host? And then he, like, runs down around the other way to the beach. He's like, it's me! <laughs> did you see Did you see his tweet? No. Uh, let me let me pull it up. Come on. Spicy take, though. If it's not Lance Bass forever, I would have just taken Wells the whole season. I would have been fine with that. Let him run the bar. Let him run the beach. You know? He tweeted out, Last night, right before the episode, tell me you ran out of money for a host without telling me you ran out of money for a host. <laughs> kind of true. Kind of true. So that that was that was the tweet that he sent out before the episode started, when, because there was that preview on Twitter of of the scene where he tells him go down to meet your host, and then he runs down. And is like it's me. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, that's funny. But that everyone's so everyone's like oh for the remainder. My favorite part of that whole thing was Thomas, where he's like, who better to usher in the last week of paradise than Wells? He's so right. invested in us emotionally. <laughs> I'm like, he's invested in the money of being the host of the show, my friend. Right. Do you know that he got doubled, doubled the pay? He was the bartender. And then they're like, okay, now you get that host increase. <laughs> right. And then like before his conversation with Ivan, you see, like Mike Fleiss walks up and you're like, look, bro, like, 20 more grand to handle this. Right. 20 more I'm grand to get him to admit done. that he did it and admit that he's wrong on camera. And if he gets himself to self-eliminate, that's another five. Mm-hmm. So he's like, bet. Okay, he, I'll make 25 more grand today. Also, Wells has got that bartender, that bartender confidentiality vibe going. Mm-hmm. People confess all of their secrets. So Wells is just like, listen, he should have brought a drink up and been like, you want to tell me your secrets? <laughs> <laughs> He brings him a gin and tonic. What's what's up, man? Tell me what's going on. Let's talk. What's going on? <laughs> uh, so, so he he well. encourages everyone that they need to start having the difficult conversations about what life is like post paradise. Oh my and god! And as this as it does every time we have these conversations, it sends what we think is good couples into a tailspin. Super spiral. Uh, we start we start with Mari and Kenny. Where Kenny believes that Mari is closed off and they're not on the same page. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was interesting to me. That was very interesting to me. Because 
they were good. And then all of a sudden it was like, mm, Mari, there used to be passion. I'm like, Kenny, you literally ate tacos off of this woman last week and now there's no passion? Well, I think I was like, bro, are you trying to end this? And then Mari's right. like, and then Mari's like, yeah, I protect my heart and I close off from people. I'm like, okay, well, maybe it's not just Kenny. Maybe Mari sees it too. Right, like, I'm like, what's going on here? Because it's weird. Like, like I said, last week, Kenny and Mari are all in. And I know editing and everything. But it's just whiplash, the way that this is all put together. It just felt like, to me, that was so, like, for him to be like, there used to be a passion. And now there's not. I'm like, y'all were literally eating food off of each other's naked bodies last yeah. week. Going to the Boom Boom Room, so happy that we're back together. And for the rest of that episode, Mari is like heart eyes for Kenny, you know? And now this week, Kenny's like, I don't know. There's just no passion. Obviously, I mean, we don't, we obviously don't see everything. I know, but man. I don't know. We must have missed something. Because something else happens later on the episode that we will definitely talk about that I was definitely like, what is the timeline in this? Because this is a 180. Yeah. Uh, Tia, Tia is hopeful that her and James will continue to progress. But unfortunately for Tia, someone's going to get in the way of that. A surprising someone. Someone. I honestly would have been very happy if she had arrived, been turned down by everyone on the beach, male and female, cried and left. Honestly. The one who ended up crying, I was surprised by. I was not, like, what? I, I'm not surprised that she cried. Well, okay. I'm not surprised that she cried, but still. Flip-flop them. Bring her in first. Why, you gotta bring this one in first. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Anna from Matt James's season, you remember she was a girl who called that other girl an escort? How could I forget? Uh, She arrives. She talks to Kenny. Kenny says, no, I'm enjoying my time with Mari. Good job, Kenny. He, she talks to Thomas. Who says, no, I'm enjoying my time with Becca. All right. And she pulls one of the more, the, one of the two eligible people left, semi-eligible people left in James, who is more than happy to take the pretty blonde on the date. Yeah. James, (laughs) again, the timeline of this is hilarious. Just last week, James is like, I made you this painting of, of New York and I made the stoplight sign. No, you didn't, but <laughs> about the, he's talking about where she lives. She gives you the rose, and then he's like, bye. <laughs> and then Tia, took it. Tia was very strong about it. She goes, I went on a date. He has he has yet to be on one. He deserves to be able mm-hmm. to go on one. Yeah, that's true. She was very, I think Tia handled it very much the way that I would handle it. I'd be like, it's okay. He deserves this. Five minutes later, I'd be like, what's going on? And then at the prom. Yeah. Uh, so we we cut to the bartender to the to the bar for a few minutes. Uh, Abigail's picking up a few drinks from from our boy Wells. Yeah. And he's like, "Hey, what's going on?" And she's like, "I don't know. Things are going well, but I don't know." And she's like, "Look, he really likes you, and you either need to say something or get out." Right. 
Like what? I wish that Wells like started like since he's host now, he should have brought in some like hot energy to be like, listen, I'm canceling you. You're done. Like just start like everybody's like, oh my gosh, Wells has changed. You know, like that would been. And this is the moment that I decided to spend the rest of the episode irritated with Abigail. I have been irritated with her since day one. I, I've been irritated with her off and on for most of the time, but like only irritated when she's on my screen, which is the mm-hmm. opposite effect that she had on Matt season. Yeah, where, you loved her. Where I had googly eyes every time she was on my screen. You loved her. You loved her and you were all for her being the next Bachelorette. And my thought now is like, no wonder this pretty sweet girl is single because she sabotages harder than almost everyone else in the world, probably. Uh-huh. And I, myself, have done some pretty Olympic-style self-sabotage before, but she <laughs> takes the cake. Uh, Basically, James, uh, Well says he loves you. And you need to decide if you love him. And if you love him, you need to tell him. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I don't know. Well, maybe you should know by now. You've been together for. Oh, she should definitely know. And my, like, I think in my opinion, if you say you don't know, at least I know. When I say I don't know, I already know. I just haven't figured out how to say it out loud yet. Yes. You know? This so I'm was. Like, I think she knows on some level. She knows. She just doesn't want to say it and make things bad for the rest of the beach time. This was a tweet that went out last night near the end of the episode that I liked, that we liked on our podcasting for the right reasons Twitter, at Mm -hmm. Right Reasons Pod. It was, I'm sorry, but I'm sick of people who refuse to open up and refuse to let people in come on this franchise. If you have a history of never getting serious with someone, why do you think a show where you get engaged in two months is right for you? Because she had the worst first date vibe ever like she immediately was like she was trying to friend zone him but then at the same time be like but it's okay we can date and so like immediately she told him why she has a bad track track record guys mm-hmm. immediately yeah like i was like honey why are you here then but then they continued to stay and build this relationship mm-hmm. that was really like a self-fulfilling prophecy of what she had told him. Yes. Uh, it was it was exhausting and very frustrating to watch Abigail do this over and over and over again. Uh, mm-hmm. James and Anna arrive at their date. They're doing a couple's massage. And by a massage, you're going to roll yourself in cinnamon and sugar. And then the other person is going to pour chocolate sauce all over you and then you're going to roll in more cinnamon sugar. I hate this. It was super gross and completely unappealing. Yeah. And I was seeing like several people on socials last night were saying, you know, who has the the food fetish? They need to stop. <laughs> Check yeah. it out. What producer is being like, you know what? We need to put them in more food. They need to be naked in food. (laughs) Like, this is not a good first date. Yeah, and then... This is not a good first date. No, and and then... Watching it feels really gritty. Yeah, and then they massaged while they were covered in the chocolate and sugar dust. 
I'm sorry, mm-hmm. podcast. Hi, buddy. I'm going to talk to you later, okay? Bye-bye. Bye-bye. I love you. <laughs> I don't know if you guys heard that, but that was my son who, him and my wife just got home from, bye-bye, buddy. Bye. Him and my wife just got home from my sister's uh, volleyball game. So they they came in. I didn't realize that I left the door open. So I apologize. I'm gonna go close I saw that. your eyes moving. <laughs> I was like, what's going on? Did he just walk in even though he can't walk? But yeah, this massage though looks the most uncomfortable scratchiness that I'm, I've ever seen. I don't even like the feeling of sand between my toes. So why would I like to be like massaged with sugar and chocolate? Like basically made into a human... Well, okay, like I was thinking human s'more or something, but no, this, like this is more churro. Yeah, because it was like there's no there's no marshmallow. Good God, if there were marshmallows, they've melted. Oh, I can't. Oh, I can't. No, they uh, they get washed off, and then they go have a real massage for a while, and then they drink champagne in a hot tub, and then she straddles him and they start making out. Yeah, because what better turn on it is than to be like, I, I massage you with sugar. Oh, don't uh, forget about the snake. I forgot about the snake. Oh, yeah. I don't understand. Like, what? This is when, so the end of the season, I noticed it with um, um, maybe a little bit with Claire and Tasha. I think it was with Tasha's season. Uh, definitely with Katie. And now with this. When they run out of ideas and they start bringing in this type of stuff and the Mari Kenny thing, yeah, <laughs> I'm like, I'm out, I'm out. Yeah, I mean that's a fair, that's fair. So uh, they end their conversation and date, uh, making out, and then we head back to the beach, and sweet sweet McKenna arrives on the beach, who I was once again very excited to see. It's, it's hard to beat a good Canadian in this franchise. The Canadians tend so, to represent pretty well. So they have a Bachelor Canada, which is interesting because um, blonde guy from last year. Oh gosh, who's the blonde guy? He's friends with Blake. Oh uh, shoot. He's going to be on their beat, their Paradise version, version of Paradise. You know who also is going to be on their version of Paradise? Who? Angela. Oh, Clay's that's ex. right. I yeah. saw that on Instagram that she's going to be on their version of, of Paradise. Yeah. So I think it's interesting that so many Canadians come on the U.S. version, but then they also have their own version. Because because <laughs> wouldn't you? I mean, yeah, yeah. I, mean, I, take I, all I would. I mean, look, we have a... We have a steady stream of notable Canadians mm-hmm. who have made an impact of recently. Caitlin, great on her season, great great as a lead, a decent mm-hmm. host. Blake Moynes made yeah. two seasons interesting. McKenna, Serena. Serena, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of Canada. Can- Canadians so, are killing it. Yeah. So our blessed little McKenna, um, oh my goodness, if she had been there when Tammy was there, though. <laughs> that yeah, been. that's probably why she didn't come down sooner. 
Yeah, but so this is McKenna coming though. I'm not gonna lie, made me think of our friend Alea because I was like, I would have thought that Alea would have come down. I would have taken her over Anna. Oh, 100 percent. Bring Alea in this late in the game, at least to be like, okay, let's stir the pot again. I would like to take a small tangent quickly. Yes, please. Uh, Peter's season mm-hmm. uh, was disastrous mm-hmm. in a million different ways. 100% preach. But Peter's women, very attractive. I was just, I was thinking in my mind when I saw McKinnon, when I saw McKinnon, just like, Peter's, they, Peter, they gave him everything. Yeah. He had all of the ingredients to make a good season. Just the top three alone. Victoria F, Maddie, and Hannah. Mm -hmm. Hannah Ann. A great mm-hmm. top three. You throw I'm in. I'm surprised that Victoria F wasn't on this island. BT dubs. That would have been that would have been interesting. I wonder if she said no. Uh, she quarantined th- with uh, Farmer Chris for a bit. That's true. A uh, side know. note: Bree and Kit confirmed that they were offered Paradise and both turned it down. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Interesting. They both said that the the men they did not have any interest in the men they knew were showing up. Mm-hmm. So they're just like, well, if there's no men that I have any interest in and I know are showing up, why would I go? Right, right. Hmm. But I'm just saying, if you think just those three, the the final three of Peter's season, those women, great. You throw in McKenna and Tammy, who had that good thing. You throw in Alea. <laughs> yeah. And he, he had Natasha. Mm-hmm. Who is not really my type, but was amazing on that season with her faces and her dis- mm-hmm. her disgust with Peter in general. She she got pretty close towards the end, didn't she? She got fourth. Yeah. So. No, fifth. She got fifth. Kelsey, don't forget about Kelsey. Man, yeah, he had a lot of he had a lot of good women on there. I mean, so, that's why I wish that they had more. Is that? What's playing? I was going to say, you're good. I don't hear anything. Joe? Because I sure do. Hang on. Okay, but what I was saying, like, my favorite three women who showed up to the beach were all Peter's women. Mm-hmm. Alea, Kelsey, McKenna. Also, side note, I love when a, an ad starts to randomly play on an article that I have open. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> But, Literally just started to advertise for free guy. That's why I was distracted, guys. My bad. <laughs> Go see free guy. <laughs> uh, but this, it just surprised me how little he did with so much. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he has a podcast with Dustin. This actually, I've heard it's fairly decent. Really? Juliet, I- Juliet Lippman, my friend at Bachelor Party, Bachelor Party Pod, had them both on as like a home and home that she did where she went on theirs and they went on hers. Uh-huh. Apparently they, they, they do it out of the apartment that they live in together. Oh, that's right. I did forget that they, I think they, they, but as a pilot, he doesn't really live anywhere. It's good. He doesn't live with his mom anymore. Yeah. He's way too old to live with his mom, (laughs) but, uh, 
way too old and way too successful to live with your mom. Mm-hmm. But uh, McKenna shows up. She pulls a lot of guys aside. All of them are locked in. Aaron seems to be the least locked in. So she asks Aaron. Aaron awkwardly in front of everyone pulls her aside to the beach. He says, with where my mental place is at this last week has been hard. I don't think it would be okay for me to go on a date. And then he just leaves. What's weird is that he wasn't even like, hey, so I've got this connection with Chelsea. No, what basically what he said was, is I just don't really want to go. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it literally was like a... But the way his conversation went with her, it was like he was giving her vibes. I thought they were, I thought they were going to be great. Yeah, he was definitely giving her vibes. No, he was, he was definitely. And he canceled it. He was definitely in the wrong. Mm-hmm. 100%. So then That she, was super weird to me. She's, the only other person who might be available is currently on a date in James. Mm-hmm. And she starts crying on the beach. And I was like, yeah, her she's and fine. James would have been cute. Oh, yeah, 100%. I would have loved that I think together. that would have been cute. Yeah. yeah, I would have loved that together. And then Aaron's like, yeah, it's fine. Everyone looks down, and they're like, bro, she's crying. Right okay, now, Okay, when crying. Tia stood up and yelled, she's crying. She's crying. And then they're just all watching this poor girl cry on a log on the beach. Like, I, I was so mortified for her. Like, I was like, Tia, she has to hear you. She has, she's literally the only person down there. She's not talking to anybody. So you could yell from far away and she can hear you. <laughs> she's crying. Cause, and Aaron's like, she's fine. She was cool. She was cool with it. She's good. She was really cool about it. She's crying. <laughs> and then I tweeted this out. I tweeted this out during the episode. This is crazy. I hate how they bring people in this late and set them up for failure like this. McKenna doesn't deserve this crap. Been a real sweetheart. Uh, yeah. Side note, she liked it. Really? Oh and I God. got excited until I went to her Twitter and she liked every tweet about her. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I feel less special every now. Every tweet about herself. I'm not going to lie. I would have liked some stuff about myself too, but that is hilarious. I went through and was just like, Tweet after that. She doesn't deserve this. McKenna's so great. It's great to see her. Just tweet after tweet. And she's like, 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 like. Oh my gosh. It was that I thought that was funny. I'm just like, yeah, I would do the same thing. Every positive thing like, about me. Oh, make sure. Okay. Flood everyone's timeline with how much I love myself. Yeah. Wow. Um, everyone seems upset for her and probably a little frustrated with Aaron for how he handled it. That was and, just the weirdest thing though, because he didn't bring Chelsea up. It would have been understandable. He could have literally just said, and everybody would have understood if he said, I've got sort of a connection with Chelsea that I'm working on, you know, yeah. not super cemented yet, but, you know, we're looking into things. Like, he didn't even bring Chelsea up. He was just like, it's been a crazy week and I'm not in the right headspace for a date. What? I don't know. It would have uh, been a better letdown if he had brought Chelsea up. Because the way he did it to McKenna, it literally gave off the vibe, opposite vibe of what he had given her when they had their conversation. Now it feels like you just don't want to go with me. Yes. That, that's like, that's mortifying. Yeah. And the fact um, that he did it in front of everyone. He, and then as she's crying, Ed walks down, starts talking to McKenna, 
and basically eventually convinces her, like, look, you're not flying out tonight, even if you leave. I'll, I would love to go on this date with you. We have a good time. You stay. You don't. You can just leave tomorrow when you're going to leave anyway. What did you think about this? I was very conflicted because I like Natasha, so I felt bad for her. I like McKenna, so I was happy for her. And also, this was what I was worried about when I saw Peter's the age of Peter's women and the, ta- the age of Tatia's men. This is exactly the creepiness that I expected to see. Mm-hmm. This is also why, like, I don't, I just don't know. Maybe I am. I am glad that not, you know what? I'm going to push back on what you said earlier about Peter's women, actually, because I just remembered that they are young and dramatic. <laughs> I just remembered that. And that's how not their fault. Bachelorette was going to be older and sensible. <laughs> we got older. We did. She was sensible. <laughs> and then we and then we replaced her with older and incredibly sensible. And it gave us maybe the greatest season ever. Exactly. Exactly. So it was uh it, it was it was you know, it was fixed, it was corrected with a bachelorette that should have been a bachelorette the entire season, mm-hmm. but digress. Um, but yeah, Ed, okay, what are you doing? Like to me, everybody, I don't understand. Everybody has such um, short-term memory too that they are like, oh, Ed's going to take her out. I'm like, y'all, your friend Natasha is right over there. She just gave this guy her her, her rose last night. Now he's like, I don't care. I'm just going to go ask this child out on the beach. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> don't do that to her. That's what, like Ed, Ed was like, there's a baby crying. I'm going to take it out. Like, <laughs> that's what uh... happened. The whole time I was watching it, I was like, I feel uncomfortable, but I couldn't well, put it on it. When, I when, didn't know what my discomfort was until you pointed out the age of Peter, Peter's women and the age of Tasha's men. <laughs> did I not tell you when this season happened? Like, this is going to make me uncomfortable. And it's happening. You sure did. And here it is. It's happening three times. Uh-huh. It's weird. It is. It's weird. I don't know really how to feel about it. I can't. And then we got old ass Kenny just like <laughs> being hot with everybody. <laughs> so okay, so I think my favorite part of this was when someone said, "Oh, this is so awesome," and Natasha snaps back at them. Oh, really? Is this so awesome? Is this really that awesome? I died when she said that. I was like, because I didn't realize she said it at first. I was like drinking some um, pumpkin ale, and I remember being like, "This beer is real good." And then I heard it. Is it? Is it? Is it awesome? And I was like, who is? Oh my gosh, my girl Natasha. <laughs> Putting out some sarcasm into the air like crazy. That would have been me too, 100%. Is it? Is it great? Yeah, that's really nice, isn't it? Um, <laughs> like, like, screw this process. Yeah. Uh, Ed and McKenna go have their date. And I don't know how this happened, but I think they got the best date in Paradise. Maybe, but... But the floor, the the ceiling is so low for the best date. I don't understand why the ceiling is so low. Because we can't blame it on COVID. Like, the island is the island. Like, this is the season where they plan creative dates. They are failing on these dates. Yeah. But they... They go rollerblading through an empty resort, basically. 
and then mm-hmm. have dinner and dance. I felt like Ed was trying to convince McKenna that she was attracted to him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and on the other side, Ed needed no convincing that he was attracted to McKenna. Right. None whatsoever. Because And the fact that she turned down the date at first, twice, <laughs> and then said, well, and stared out into the beach for a really long time before saying, I guess, okay. Like, Ed, just go back upstairs. She said no twice. <laughs> he can't. He can't go up to Natasha after he begged the girl to take him out and just be like, hey, Natasha, we're good. Right. You're right. You're right. Ed was like, I got to go home after this if you say no. <laughs> I'm um, going home. So, Quick other side note. McKenna, way cuter as a brunette. Oh, yeah. 100%. I thought yes. so too. I'm I, just like, I, liked her, I liked her more. I'm just like, I feel like you should have brought this hairstyle the first time. Yeah. Because yeah. you're so much prettier as a brunette. Mm-hmm. I definitely liked the brunette. Not to say that I don't trust blondes, but for some reason I trusted McKenna more too. I'm sure if we did a focus group, they'd probably say the same as well. Maybe Tammy would have liked her better too. <laughs> I think it was the obvious fake blondness of it. Yeah. Yeah. Like Anna, she's, her job was influencer, wasn't it? Like that she, she's a blogger. Yeah. 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 So Anna looks natural as a blonde. Yeah. She's not, she but she looks like one. McKenna did not yeah, give off, did not even give off vaguely real blonde. No. Wait, she's not a natural blonde. No, she even then she had roots. Her roots oh, were dark. Forgot about that. Yeah. I this is not I don't remember her that well. That sounded creepy. I went back into her Instagram just like when were you like I knew she was did not look like that on Peter season. So I had to go back to like twenty eighteen to, mm-hmm. to find pictures of her blonde. I'm just like, okay, you were a blonde and you look better as a brunette. That's not creepy though, because she was on she was on the season. It's and we little, remember her as blonde. So no, that's not creepy. Don't creepy. put that label on yourself. You're good. Okay, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so um Natasha is once again, I feel bad laughing, but Natasha's once again (laughs) sulking on the beach because Natasha was like, I'm over it. I'm also sick now. Like, (laughs) I saw a tweet last night. Is Natasha sick or just sick of this bleep? (laughs) Right. Honestly, though, if I was Natasha, I love how they were like, when the prom stuff comes up and Tia was like, I'm the only person who doesn't have anybody. You know, because with Natasha sick, and then they cut to Natasha laying in a big old bed, just like looking sick. I literally would have been like, just get me some Netflix. I'm gonna lay here in these blankets on the beach, listen to the waves crash. Y'all go to this dumb prom. I'm just gonna chill. Yeah. Uh, Myself time for sure. So while Um, Natasha, while Natasha is moping, and while uh, Ed and McKenna are probably somewhere between roller skating and making out on the dance floor. A random woman shows up and she starts speaking in Spanish. Mari trying to quickly translate for Kenny that this is a, uh, basically a Mexican witch who's there to help get them, get rid of the dark spirits. And once again, a tweet that I would like to read because I loved it so much, 
even only even though it only got five likes, so I feel kind of disrespected. <laughs> no season of the Bachelor franchise is complete without a random spiritual litter from a random local religion. Now people can get engaged rolling eye emojis. They do this every year. I yeah, can't. That's that's what I mean. This crap, they get to the end, they run out of ideas. Like they bring those creepy people, like with Katie and Blake, remember? Oh, they had like, to burn down that thing? Yeah. Like that was weird. Didn't Tasha have to do something? Yeah. Yeah. Like that's so weird to just be like, okay. But this was the weirdest start of all of them, though. You're <laughs> she just, just walked up. Hanging out with your friends, and all of a sudden you turn on, <laughs> like this witch, a little witch behind you, just being like, Kenny and Mari, I'm here for you. <laughs> what? <laughs> so My gosh. Last week after their date where Mari was once again uh, interpreting for Kenny quickly, the chef. This she is said, also just an, um, just an opportunity for Mari to be like, look at me, I'm bilingual. <laughs> well, she, she got irritated on Twitter that people didn't realize she was Hispanic. Oh. I'm just like, well, first of all, I would have bet a hundred dollars of my own money that you were n- f- from New Jersey, New Jersey or Staten Island, and both of your parents were like born in Sicily. Swear, I, I would have swore that so your you family was like Italian. Full Italian. I would have thought that she was an Italian Staten Islander Jersey girl. Mm-hmm. It was the way she had her hair. The giant hoop earrings. Oh, but that's very Latin. That's super Latina. I know, but I just, for whatever reason, I just assumed mm-hmm. full blooded. Like, I, I was like, oh yeah, I forgot that she was. I forgot that she was like, where is she from? I don't remember, but I I would have bet all of my money that she was full blooded Italian. Yeah. Full blooded New mm-hmm. York Italian. Yeah, I think uh, I thought that. Yeah, I wasn't surprised. Like I just had forgotten. I think I I think I originally thought see, okay, Justinia is the one that I thought was maybe Indian, but she is the one who is um was it, wasn't she Pacific Islander? Uh no, she's she's Latin. She's she's Latina. Oh, okay. Well I guess I was wrong too. Yeah. Right. Yeah, like I thought she was Indian. So I would have been like Pacific Islander, but no, she's Latin. So I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I'm really off with my ethnicities this year. <laughs> Makes me feel better. At least it's not just the uh, the. At least it's not the full-blooded white guy to and only. Nope. All right. Nope. Well, uh, the multiracial they, brown girl as well. <laughs> that makes so. me feel. That makes me feel a little better. Uh, we start their creepy ceremony. Uh, oh they eventually rub candles on themselves. Talk about how they both truly love each other, and then throw them in the fire. And then all of a sudden, they are fine again. Yeah, that's what, because also when, I thought this was, date was such a joke because when they were talking about things and Kenny was sitting there and he said, she was like, this is pretty much what we needed, right? And he was like, yeah, that date was like, it was like really specific to us. And I was like, yeah, because the producers heard your conversations and were like, let's just tell this lady like to Kenny, say things we heard you say. And Kenny might be an idiot. Like he, when I heard him say this, I was like, "Kenny, you do realize that they were literally just taking words that you said and like making it into like a uh, like a prediction yeah, or something." He, he might be stupid. Like, it doesn't um, make sense. 
So we kind of move on from them. We kind of assume that they're going to get engaged now. Uh, Abigail and Noah are settling in for their uncomfortable, vulnerable talk. Mm-hmm. Where Noah says he's falling in love with her. And Abigail doesn't say thanks for sharing. Doesn't say, just, just doesn't kiss him like other other people have done. She just kind of keeps keeps on keeping on like he didn't hear her like she didn't that hear was him. the weirdest thing like she she looked up at him yeah. you know like she looked at him she smiled and that was it now do you, did you hear what she said later about not realizing until after that's, that's yeah. what he said yeah and i want to believe her i do not i i do because i i I, I don't. I want, to, I want to preface that. I don't. But I want to. Yeah. I want her to be telling us the truth, but she could also, that could just be the thing she says when she doesn't want to address something that somebody said. Mm-hmm. I think definitely she heard. I think she didn't know what to say or how to react to something that she knew she did not feel herself. Yeah. So then when she said either, that, like, either something she didn't actually feel or something she wasn't ready to admit she felt. Yeah. So then she said later on, oh, apparently Noah said he loved me last night, but it didn't register. I'm like, girl, you like literally paused and looked at him. You took a break to let that information sink in. There's no, there's no way that you didn't hear that. And I think that it would have been cuter if we hadn't seen that moment, you know, or like if, if it had been edited in a way and the producers definitely could have edited this in a way of like Noah saying something and her kind of like sitting there looking tired or whatever, and then they cut away or whatever. But this was a lingering moment. Yes. He registered, looked at him and then let the moment pass. It reminded me of, um, have you ever seen my best friend's wedding? No. Okay, so um, and ironically, I've been thinking about this movie a lot lately, so I must it must be a sign that I need to watch it. But um, so famously stars Julia Roberts, Dermot Mulroney, and Cameron Diaz. All right, um, Julia Roberts is Michael's best friend. Okay, she's Jules. Michael is her best friend. They are getting or well, they dated. He's getting married now to Kemi, which is Cameron Diaz. Okay. Right? So, but Julia Roberts' character, she's still in love with him. So she's like, oh my gosh, I'm going to get him back. I'm going to get him back. So they're on this like double decker bus. Um, and there was a moment where, like, there's this, it, it is a defining moment in the movie where she and him are like just dance to their favorite song and everything, yada, yada, yada. And then he says to her something like, Kimmy says that if you love someone, you say it like right then and there. Because if you don't, the moment could just pass you by. And you literally feel the moment, like they go onto this bridge and the moment just passes. And you know in the movie that that's it. That was her moment. And she didn't take her shot. She didn't say it. She just let it linger. And then was like, oh, well, you know, and then tries to do it later on. But it's it's too late. Yeah. That's what Abigail, that, like, when I saw this, I was like, that was your moment. And it's too late. Yeah, it's it was. Done. You can't, you can't overcreate, or you can't recreate it. You can't overcorrect it. 
It's done, Abigail. Yeah. Uh, so that that scene just kind of awkwardly ends, and then we get the introduction for Paradise Prom, which is going to be an '80s themed party. Uh, we get a montage of them changing into '80s outfits, getting their hairstyled in '80s ways, and ridiculous it was so... prom. And the way that Serena, poses. the way that Serena and Abigail fa- found the prom stuff, yeah, such a setup. To me, I just want to move to the party because none of this was interesting. None of it matters. Uh, so they Matt go. Tia being mad, she's there alone. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we get to the prom. Uh. The prom looked fairly decent. There was a band I didn't know, and I didn't know if I was supposed to. They didn't really introduce them. Oh, I wonder if it's the band that sings, that actually sings the theme song. Um, oh my gosh, who are they? Let me see. Oh, the Almost <laughs> Paradise theme? Oh, it's Mike, Re- Mike Reno. I mean, very well could be. Yeah. Mike Reno featuring Ann Wilson. But they're going to, uh, it's going to be a real prom. They're going to vote for prom king and queen, best kisser, uh, biggest flirt, and biggest drama queen. Uh, Wells, in a fun moment, pours a bottle of alcohol into the punch bowl, which was just for for just for humor because obviously everything was already spiked. Right, right. Uh, this is where things got weird. Uh, Tia gets pulled aside by Aaron. They go talk outside for a few minutes and then start aggressively making out. Okay. I don't understand Aaron. I don't because he went out hard after Chelsea, almost picked a fight, gets Chelsea back. And then McKenna comes, asks him on a date. He doesn't bring up Chelsea's name. Or Tia. They want to go. Right. Or Tia. Like nobody. Okay. Then he decides now, uh, you know what? I don't want to regret anything, leave anything behind. Here's a corsage. And then, yeah, they make out. Do you think that, is there any thought part of you who thought that he liked her the whole time and his boy was with her? And now that his boy has found himself someone else, he's decided to make his move. Maybe. That's, that's, the, only thing that, that's the only thing that makes sense to me. That, even that, though, doesn't make sense. No, but that's the only thing that makes any sense. Yeah. Because, I, so I'm assuming James and T are just completely over. Like, they're just... Uh, they, they come back down and start dancing like they've been coupled up the whole time. Completely yeah. ignoring Chelsea, who's just mad that Aaron just didn't even talk to her. Right. Like, not at all. That's what I'm not understanding, because James and Tia, it's kind of the same thing, only Tia accepted it and was like, he went on a date, it's fine, because James didn't go to talk to her, you know? We didn't see it, but Tia, Tia was telling us she's okay with it, so I would not be surprised if, because there was nothing nothing interesting there they might yeah. have chatted and moved on i guess tia was more mad that she was there alone yeah than- tia, tia was not mad at james in any way no no i think she was just 
I think she's just like, well, this sucks. I don't really want to be alone. I would have stayed home with Natasha. And I'd be like, we can like watch movies. Oh, wait, we don't have internet. <laughs> I, I can't. Right. I would have been like, I think I caught what Natasha caught. <laughs> like, no, I would not have gone. I just would have been like, girl, we can just hang out. But, oh, well. Uh, Get some makeout action. So maybe it's a good thing that she went to the prom after all. <laughs> I was. It was just super surprising and caught me completely off guard. Uh, yeah. Wells awards the Paradise Superlatives. Kenny gets biggest flirt. Marissa gets the best kisser of toes. Yeah. Which yeah, almost... it was like best kisser of toes. <laughs> and I almost threw up. Gosh. Uh, Serena and Joe are crowned prom king and queen. Obviously. That was cute. That was cute. I, mean, I thought it was, was going to be Kenny and Mari, though. I don't know why. No. But Green and Joe, I totally, I vote, I vote this. Yeah, I'm for sure. And then Abigail and Noah get most likely to live happily ever after. And then things started to fall apart. Yeah, so I thought that was really funny. The way, oh, happily ever after. Oh, you guys are so cute. And she, again, lets out that little slide, like, not slide, like, it's like this smile that like you don't know what she's thinking. She just like smiles. I don't know. It's just the more <laughs> this might be a spicy take, but the more the season goes along, the more uncomfortable Abigail makes me. Yeah. Uh she <laughs> says like, that this random voting is the validation she needed to know that she's in love with Noah. But Noah Noah has convinced himself that he's not he was he was never in love with abigail and that he was just trying to force himself to be to compensate for the fact that he said i love you and she said nothing yeah this like this whole conversation was weird to me and her leading in with the fact that like that was just validation that i needed to know that i loved him i don't need the public to tell me that i love someone when i love someone i know it like that's weird you know like, if your wife needed to be, like, for you guys to be voted most likely to get married in order for her to be like, you know what? Now I know. He's the one. Like, you'd be like, but you needed a vote to tell you? I don't, so he, he pulls her outside. They start chatting. You could tell he obviously doesn't feel the way he's feeling. That he says, the, the way, he doesn't believe what he's saying because he's crying the whole time. Uh-huh. He says, I've been trying to force something that I want when deep down I know that I don't know if you're my person. Uh, Abigail gets immediately frustrated with him for backing out on the fact that he said, I love you the night before. Mm-hmm. Which just confirms what Noah thought, which was she doesn't love me because she knows I said that I love you. Yeah. And chose not to say anything. And that's what I don't understand why he didn't bring this up. I understand, like, okay, I let me, let me, let me fix that. I understand why he's trying to save face and he's trying to protect, he's trying to guard his own heart. You know, he's yes. trying to protect himself. He's like, I don't want to even put it out there that you did this. But at the same time, this was a great opportunity to be like, you don't speak your feelings. Like, you don't say anything. You were literally giving me nothing. And if you can't get to that point, it is over. Yeah. But I think he 
he had turned into full-blown defense mechanism, which is, she doesn't love me, so I don't love her. And then that's when she's ready to say, I love you. But instead of saying that, she just gets mad at him. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she could have said it. Again, she could have said it then. She could have been like, actually, I was going to tell you that what you said, if what you believe, if what if if you believe what you said last night, less than 24 hours ago, then guess what? I thought about it. I didn't even realize that you said it. You know, like I didn't realize I said it and I love you, too. Yeah. Like that would have like people when they don't say when they don't say things like it makes me sad. (laughs) Like this, like this could have all just been corrected. So. so she starts to storm off. He starts to follow her. She says, I need to use the bathroom and goes to cry in the bathroom. And now he's just waiting outside. Also, I don't know. Was anybody else distracted by his white pants and the fact that there might have been butt sweat on it? <laughs> when they were walking to the bathroom, I just kept thinking, is that butt sweat? I hate there, white pants. There was just so much going on at the end of this. Uh, yeah. So next week is our finale. Finally. Next week is the finale. So we have. Okay. So we're going to run through the couple. You tell me if they're getting engaged or not. Okay. Yeah. Joe and Serena. Okay. I would have said yes, 100%. Um, but we saw a surprise in the, in the previews that Kendall is coming back. <laughs> reason at all she struts onto the beach and somebody i can't remember who says she's 100 percent trying to stop this yeah so i don't know i'm not gonna lie i don't know i really hope they do because they're ha- the conversations that they're having are very are very mature conversations because mm-hmm. they overheard saying like we in two different countries you know we're gonna have to go back and forth but we believe in this and what we, what we've created we believe in our connection so we'll do the back and forth thing for a bit and then we'll figure it out. So there was no like Serena saying, I'm going to kindle it and I'm going to tell you that you have to move to Canada. You know, she like, it was a mutual understanding of like, we will go back and forth and then we will figure it out. Like they seem very, they're very on the same page. I think they are. So I just need Kendall to, to not like, I, I don't know. Like, I don't, I think Kendall is going to come back and for honestly, the third time this season is going to embarrass herself and leave. It's like, if she's not there to tell Joe, you know what? I actually do have closure and you can move on. But even then, Why that's you, you don't need to make another trip. But she probably never left the beach because she's probably quarantining to fly out. So she probably, she's probably been there the whole time. Yeah, probably. But either way, she doesn't need to come back unless she really is like trying to sabotage this and just be like, I need to speak my mind one more time. I think he is so far beyond it that he is just like, I don't really care what you think or want or need. I think he's done. Yeah. So I I think they are Riley and Marissa. Are they getting engaged? Yes. I think so too. Kenny and Mari, are they getting engaged? No. I think they will be together, but I don't think they're getting engaged. Yeah, I think, yeah, I totally agree. Together, not engaged. They don't need to be engaged. They need to even it out. 
Anna and James. Oh no, no, too soon, too soon. <laughs> uh, Aaron and Tia and or Chelsea. <laughs> Aaron and anyone. Um, no. I think he might propose because he's a crazy person. And he obviously... really is. <laughs> he really is. Oh my God, man. I don't know. I just don't. Calm down. <laughs> Ed and baby McKenna. Oh, gosh. If he, you know, I could see, like, they're not going to be engaged, but Ed will probably say something stupid, like, I could see her being the one. <laughs> and no. And no. to end on a real couple, Thomas and Becca. You know, they're surprising quiet and low-key with their thing. And it's what's weird about Thomas and Becca is that both of them are by nature and by this franchise pretty, like, forward-facing limelight people. Mm -hmm. And so it's interesting to me that they have been, like, kind of been relegated to the background. I don't even know if it's relegated. Maybe they wanted themselves in the background because Becca is – She's very low key, but she is very like I can lead a franchise, I can host something and be fun. Um, engaged? That's a big question to me. I think they like are connection. I think they are. I think the bullcrap preview of them pretending to be fighting about whether or not Thomas is for real is mm-hmm. to throw us off the trail. I think they're getting engaged. Yeah. I think it's much like the Kindle thing where they're leading us to believe that something is falling apart that's not. Mm-hmm. I think that, um, yeah, I think that that would definitely be like a red herring because, because like I told you, the internet has been sleuthing it up, being like, Thomas has those those glasses in his um, Insta story. Guess who also owns those glasses? Becca. You know, people have like really like done their homework through their social media. They, they're house when he did the after the final rose interview on katie's season yeah like so um i don't know if they're engaged i think they will be i don't know if i obviously think they're together yeah there's yeah two, there's that's why i 100 think together i don't because they haven't even had the conversation like becca was saying last night they haven't even had the conversation of if someone came down new would he go on a date well, and we covered that, and he said no, twice. Right, he did say no. He did say no twice. So I was like, good for Thomas, good for Thomas. Like, and for Thomas to do that, like, Thomas is aware that he's good looking, and he's like six three or however tall. I, I think he realizes that he's not going to be the bachelor. So if he can, if he likes Becca, that's his quickest way to fame on this beach. You think he's using her for fame? No, but I think he wants to be famous. Mm-hmm. And I think he likes her. Yeah. So I think he gets to kill two birds with one stone. He gets to be famous because he's with a former lead that's still very involved, very popular, mm-hmm. and very pretty. Yeah. And yeah. someone he likes and apparently must have good conversations and good makeouts with. And I I trust Becca's... Um, I trust Becca's intuition i i do listen who among us has not fallen for a boy like garrett okay ari (laughs) what what in becca's tv history suggests that she has good judgment 
Okay, so like Ari was not her bad judgment though. Like uh, well, there he picked her and then she said yes. Too. They were engaged. Okay. Ari was boring as all get out too. So like I don't maybe I just really like Becca, okay? <laughs> you probably do, and that's okay. But her judgment is is flawed at best. You're right. Maybe I don't trust her. You shouldn't. That I did. <laughs> you shouldn't. Whether you do or not, you shouldn't. May, okay, no, no, no. Never mind. I take back what I strike that from the record because of her judgment on letting grocery store Joe go the very first night. Also true. Okay, so never mind. Strike that from the record. Redact that. That was never said. I just really like Becca and I hope the best for her. <laughs> okay. Uh, a couple other things before we wrap up. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Right Reasons Pod. The tweets on Finale of Night are going to be good. Ooh, uh, yeah. We got some Instagram posts on Tuesday night from Podcasting for the Right Reasons Twitter, and that's mm-hmm. at Podcasting for the Right Reasons. You can follow us on. You can support us on Patreon. Four bucks a month at Patreon.com/slash Podcasting for the Right Reasons. Please give us your money, please. Mm-hmm. Guys, seriously, like social media too, like. We're gaining some, we're gaining more followers and we're coming up on, I mean, I know this isn't a lot to some people, but it's a lot to us. We're coming up on 100. So we've been well, having some that's conversations. aggressive because. Trying to figure out. Our Twitter has 32. All right. All right. Guys, hop on that follow train. Follow us. We've got good comments going on. Y'all have good conversation in the comment section. You guys have some spicy hot takes for sure. Um, still liking that freaking Brennan and Piper post. From <laughs> That's like amazing. That was almost a month ago. ago now. That's I incredible. Mean, will go off and I'm like, still? Y'all, like, y'all have not let it go. Uh, one more thing I would like to remind you that we will be partnering with the Rose League app yes. starting in a few weeks for Michelle's season. Hint, hint, Clayton's going to be important. So you're gonna uh, want to have I'm him sure. in your lineup almost every week. Uh, if you can, see, if you're following us, if you're supporting us on Patreon, you can see my score from last night's episode with mm. 255 points. I was 170th out of 627 in wow, another podcast good, league. I was carried by Aaron, as I expected I would be. Aaron gave me 65 points. Marissa 52, 49 from Kenny, 40 for Noah from Noah. 32 from Chelsea and disappointing because he left too soon. Only 17 from Ivan. So was this for screen time? This was screen time. Basically you get, like I said, you get points again, like Noah last night. Let's go with, let's go with Aaron. Last night he got 65 points total. He got uh, two points for cracking a joke. He got nine points for dancing with another contestant Six points for fighting and confronting another contestant. Two points for getting called attractive. Four points for going on a date. Negative two points for having an awkward conversation or interaction. Six points for making out. Six points for receiving a rose. 14 points for swearing because he swore 14 times. Of course he did. Of course he did. He talked about his ex once, which gave him three points. And then 15 (laughs) points for talking smack about another contestant. 100%. (laughs) So you get a point value for different things you do on screen. 
and then your points continue to rack up. So like I said, he got 14 points for swearing. He swore seven times. So he got two points for each swear word he used. And then as you go, you just, just you guess who you think will be the most screen time. But then obviously people mm-hmm. have point values associated for how much they quote unquote cost. Okay. So uh, Ivan was lower. He was only worth like 12 roses. So I threw him out there. He kind of underperformed for me. Mm-hmm. But Noah was also a little lower. Overperformed his value by quite a bit. So the, This the, is exciting to me. This is exciting. I'm excited to learn how to use this and, and be a part of this. Um, we'll definitely create some posts so that you can go to their page. Yes. We're going to have, what, a league of our own? We're going to have Podcasting for the Right Reasons League. Uh, that will be a featured partner on the app. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. For those of you who have done any kind of daily fantasy, this is the same idea. Where obviously you can't have all the best people because people cost money, and you have to have you have to find value, value mm-hmm. in the people who are lower, who are worth less. So that's the point of this. But yeah, through the Rose League app, we will be a featured partner for podcasting for the right reasons. Uh, when we get closer, I'm gonna try to figure out how to do a video where I'm explaining like a tutorial, how, a tutorial okay. of how to use the app. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll put that on our Twitter. Yeah. I'll send that to you to put it on your Instagram. Yeah, we'll put that on Insta. Uh, we'll put it out. You guys our, know. We'll put it on our TikTok as well, which has been basically dormant because I have not had time to pick up clips because my child is terrorizing our home at all times. <laughs> yeah, I think this will be good. Um, we'll have a little bit of rest time, two weeks of rest time, I think. Yeah, or... next week is the final episode, so we'll have the fifth to the nineteenth off. Yeah, um, and then we will jump right into it. Uh, Bachelors from Missouri, so we're hyped. Hyped. We have got a hometown connection or home state connection at least. Um, Yeah, like I said, our followers are growing. We're having conversations trying to figure out what to do for you guys as you uh, continue to make the lower list grow. We'll do some special um, with this league going on. We just got some some really cool stuff planned. Um, early conversations, but we're like we're see, we see you guys. We see yep. you guys. We see the conversations you have. Listen, follow us. You won't regret it. We're basically your best friends now. <laughs> oh, 100 percent. We got another five star rating, so we are up to four point four on our rating. So I appreciate that, but that's still only four reviews and seven ratings. So we have a we have 32 followers on uh, Twitter, almost a hundred followers on Instagram, and averaging 30 to 40 listens an episode. So there's obviously a good amount of people out there who are not uh, reviewing. Uh, it is greatly appreciative for you to rate and review because that allows yeah. us to rise in the society and culture and the TV and film ratings. It allows us to be famous, you guys. <laughs> Which is what we're here for, if we're going to be honest with you. We're here to be famous, and it would be really We're basically helpful. Thomas, just waiting to meet our Becca, okay? <laughs> we, we've tried We've tried several Beccas, and none of them have really stuck, so it's okay, though. We're, we're still looking for our Becca. <laughs> no, we're not that desperate. We're not Ivan, so we're not going to lie about it. We're not Brendan. We're not going to pre-plan our plot. We're going to make our way up to the top with integrity and with you guys. Absolutely. So that is, uh, until next time, 
everybody. We will see you all later. Remember, next week is another three-hour episode, but it is also finale. So be ready with watching to see at the end who will be engaged and who will go home crying and alone. I won't be on the phone. I won't make dinner. I'll make my dinner early. Good. I'm proud of you. On my couch, promptly at 7 p.m., maybe 6.50 to get ready. Whoa. Pre-game a little bit. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> so I will not be missing the first 5, 10, or half hour of a three-hour episode again. As your podcast host who continuously has to, the last two weeks, explain to you what happened as well, I greatly appreciate that. Hey, okay, I'm like relating to the followers, or I'm relating to the listeners. Oh, okay, that's what you're doing. Okay. Asking them questions. <laughs> All right. Ernie, I will talk to you later. Everyone else, we will also see you later. Remember Twitter, Instagram, Patreon. We will see you all next week. Bye. Bye.